Salutations, listeners. You are listening to another episode of the Dr. Jazz Podcast, and I'm your host, Nathan Holloway, your doctor for jazz. And it is our mission here at the Dr. Jazz Podcast to cure whatever it is that ails you through the power and the majesty of jazz music. You know, it's been a long time since we've done any kind of spotlight on one of my favorite wellsprings of musical inspiration. That's right. Downtown New York City maverick composer John Zorn. And we've done a lot of spotlights in the past on Zorn and his music in different aggregations and different uh, pairings and you know, different uh, angles at looking and listening to his music. But we haven't done one about Zorn and his guitar works. So, for this episode, we are titling this John Zorn, Six String Sorcerer. I think he'd like that title. Could be wrong. But what this podcast is going to focus on is 12 guitar-centric tracks. Now, we played plenty of of tunes, you know, in in past Spotlight episodes on Zorn and his music that feature many guitar virtuosos. Um, Virtuosi. Um, Mark Rebo, Bill Frisell, etc., etc., etc. But they've usually been within a band context, so... With this one, we are going to be focusing on just guitar music. And it's no doubt that recently Zorn has really gravitated to writing for the guitar. And guitar duos and trios and things like that. And we're going to be talking about that. But it's also worth noting that due to some of the new talent that you know he is... You know, correlating with 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 great uh, players like Julian Lodge on guitar, that he's even added Julian as one of the members, one of the four members of the new Masada Quartet, which is amazing music. Uh, but for this podcast episode, we are just going to be talking about and listening to strict guitar works. So sit back, relax, grab a beverage, enjoy yourself. And get ready for some hair-raising music, some questionable music, and some of the most gorgeous music that's ever been written for guitar. So, enough talking from me. Please enjoy John Zorn, Six String Sorcerer.
Wow. Okay. <laughs> A lot of cool music right there, just right off the bat in the first set. So let's break it down. The very first tune that we heard that had the kind of distorted guitar and like, you know, the rhythmic kind of strumming and things like that. Well, that was known as Etude Number 23. And that comes from the Book of Heads, written by John Zorn in 1978. And it was recorded by guitar virtuoso Mark Rebo in March of 1995. Um, yeah, let's, let's talk about this. Um, this is a bunch of interesting little miniatures that Zorn notated out. Um, there's 35 of these etudes in the Book of Heads. But instead of me, you know, just bloviating over here, I'm actually going to read the liner notes uh, that both Rebo and Zorn wrote for this. <coughs> When John Zorn first asked me to play and record the Book of Heads, I felt the way a guitarist feels when an important composer asked them to premiere their work. Honored. I then took the scores home and stared at them for a long time in complete bewilderment. Virtually every note involved some sort of extended technique non-traditional notation, or nearly impossible juxtaposition. This was not surprising, given the task that Zorn had set for himself to compose in the language of the late 70s, early 80s, free improv guitarists, such as Eugene Chadbourne, Fred Frith, and Derek Bailey, a language that most had assumed to be unnotatable. Nor was, by, nor was my bewilderment surprising. My relation to free improv guitar playing at the time it was being developed was mostly as a listener. It is one thing to be amazed by the records and performances that were coming out of this scene. It is quite another to make musical sense out of whoops, scrapes, and squeaks using balloons, nail files, pipe cleaners, and alligator clips. Anyone can make a sound... But to speak, to make music, you have to first own the language. And this takes not only time, but faith that the language is worth owning, worth knowing. I believe that the language of the free improv players is not only worth knowing, but maybe even essential to know for contemporary guitarists, not only because the process imposed by these unfamiliar techniques is a healthy zen slap in the face for those too mesmerized or bored by their own chops, or because it is nice to have a few extra weird guitar sounds available. It is worth it because, as anyone who has witnessed a free improv performance knows, something amazing happens, and it's important to try to figure out what that something is, what makes it happen, and how it can be composed with. Zorn composes in this language 
with an incredible attention to detail and nuance, and an equally incredible inside knowledge of the guitar, its possibilities and its impossibilities. Whether I succeeded in bringing any of this out in the performance is not for me to say, but the process of making this record changed the way I hear the guitar. That doesn't happen every day. Mark Repo. And to complement that, Zorn's words are, Composed in the summer of 1978 at a time when I was spending almost every day at the Metropolitan Museum of Art in search of inspiration, this music was originally written for and is dedicated to guitarist Eugene Chadbourne, meant to gas him and to stretch his already prodigious virtuosity to even wilder extremes. Many of the extended techniques used here, such as toy balloons, talking dolls, Mabira keys, wet finger whoops, were learned from him and were an integral part of his improvisational language at that time. Others are standard to contemporary classical guitar notation, body knocks, whisks, bowing, multiple harmonics, and still others were the product of my own sick imagination, playing with pencils, rice, pulling strings out of the bridge notch. Mark Rebo tackles all of these effects with unusual precision and an astounding virtuosity, adding his own personal touches to make the music even more beautiful than I could have imagined. Condensed from over 80 80 original pieces, a composi compositional device I've often utilized. It's better to have one strong piece than five weak ones. These 35 etudes each define their own musical universe with an improvisational language distinct unto themselves, yet still are unified into a single compositional vision. With each piece, I've tried to stretch the capabilities of the guitar in various directions relating to harmonic voicings, sound aggregates, texture, simultaneity, and finger control. Perhaps these musical miniatures will one day be used to help introduce creative techniques and effects, teach improvisational skills, or even just for fun as a part of the standard guitar canon. Special thanks must, of course, go to Mark Rebo and Eugene Chadbourne. But I would also like to thank Jason Baker, whose facility on Synclavier made this single day of recording, a culmination of over six months of preparation, seem effortless. Eugene Chadbourne is one of the world's most original guitarists and pioneer musical thinkers. The years we spent together playing talking, touring, checking out movies, and listening to obscure music were crucial and influential. This music is in many ways a tribute to that treasured time, reminiscent of the music we played and to the friendship and respect we shared, from Pops to Pops. And that was from John Zorn. So, Pretty cool music, pretty cool background to that, um, and that kind of set the tone right there. That we are talking about 
someone who is trying to write a whole different language for the guitar and just thinks about it from a completely unconventional standpoint. And then, after that, (laughs) we heard Ravia by guitarist Tim Sparks. And that comes from the Masada Book 1 off of Volume 1 of the 10th Anniversary Edition of Masada. And the name of this album is Masada Guitars. And it features a bunch of solo guitar works from Mark Rebo, Bill Frizzell, and Tim Sparks. And they play a host of songs uh, written for the first out of three Masada books. And uh, to complement what we've just shared about the Book of Heads, Zorn has been known to say that the first Masada book was like kind of trying to etch out these melodies. It was almost like a hammer and chisel trying to take these scales and these ideas and these styles. um, And that style could be anything from jazz to rock to surf to klezmer, anything. uh, And superimpose those styles within these particular Jewish scales um, to bring radical Jewish culture music to the world. And one of the things I think, I believe it was Anthony Coleman he said brought up was, you know, how do we go from Jelly Roll Morton to Cecil Taylor in 40 years, but we haven't progressed Jewish music. So, leave it to uh, a wandering mind like Zorn to create this new language, this new, um, to be a pioneer in Jewish music. So there you go. Um, And I think he did a fantastic job. And something that not only, I mean, he says it was like a hammer and chisel, but the truth of the matter is, is that it's very versatile and that you can, in any one of the books, book one, two, or three for the Masada song, but you can use in uh, a quartet setting like sax, trumpet, bass, and drums with no chordal instruments. Or you can even use it like the new Masada Quartet with sax, guitar, bass, and drums. You can use it in the electric kind of Masada configuration with like, you know, Fender Rhodes and organ and percussion and electric guitar and laptops and saxophone and and bass and drums and all this other stuff. You can also use it in the solo guitar method, like what we heard with Tim Sparks. And so that versatility is a testament to the, the vision of Zorn and his writing and creating a whole universe of notes and sounds, whether it's in an instance like the Book of Heads or the Masada Songbook. So, and speaking of the Masada Songbook, that's actually who he ended with was uh, the great Pat Metheny, jazz legend Pat Metheny, uh, playing a piece from the Masada Songbook Volume 2, The Book of Angels. We heard Tharsis from Volume 20 of the Book of Angels, Tap, with uh, Pat Metheny. And, no, it wasn't a solo guitar experience there, but um, let me just say this. 
Pat Metheny was playing acoustic and electric guitars, baritone guitar, sitar guitar, uh, tipples, bass, piano, keyboards, orchestrionic marimba, orchestra bells, bandoneon, percussion, electronics, and flugelhorn. Yes, because, you know, why not? Pat Metheny can play anything. He could probably play a kazoo and make it sound highly musical. So, um, yeah, this is volume 20 out of 32 volumes in the Book of Angels, Masada Book 2 set. Um, All the music was composed by Zorn, but Zorn's melodies in the more than virtuosic capable hands of Pat Metheny is absolutely something to be just astounded at. And I would be completely remiss if I did not include Pat Metheny on this guitar spotlight. So, um, yeah, man, already just killer, killer set. So hope you enjoyed that music. Um, sorry for the long you know, stuff, but I think this information is important. Sounds are important, but context and background is just as important. So, all right. Um, thank you for listening. We got more sets coming for you, so don't go away. Do you want to do a quick PSA and say that uh, you can find the Dr. Jazz podcast wherever you find your podcast SoundCloud, Stitcher, Apple Music podcast, now Amazon podcast. Uh, tune in, all that good stuff. Also, you don't have to worry about jotting all these albums and such down. We already have all that covered for you on our website. It's Dr. Jazz Podcast, drjazzpodcast.wordpress.com. And there you can find out song title info, the artist info, and the album artwork in the order in which they're played. So you know exactly what to look for and to go digging through the crates in your local record shop if you have one. Always support local if you can help it. Okay? Thank you so much to everyone who's written to me. If you want, if you'd like to write to me, go to that website at the top of the page, click contact, and we will get an email here at the podcast, and we will write you back, guaranteed. So, enough talking from me. Let's get to set number two from Six String Sorcerer, John Zorn.
right. Whew. Three fantastic works right there. Um, and they all sounded kind of different, even though, I mean, stylistically speaking, um, even though they were both, well, all three of them were guitar duos. So, the first song that we heard was a tune called This Lantern. And it comes from the, let's see what year this is, the 2017 album Midsummer Moons by John Zorn, um, written, well, I'll, I'll just read you the little uh, OBI intro. For millennia, the moon has been a subject of deep fascination, a symbol of love, lust, madness, and dreams. More than a passive observer, it is a powerful force whose brilliant luminosity exerts an intoxicating effect upon the winds, the tides, our emotions, and more. This dark and moody CD of music inspired by Shakespearean lunar imagery features ten lyrical compositions evoking the magic of Sister Moon. Stunningly performed by two of the most fabulous new guitarists working today, Julian Lodge and Gian Riley, son of Terry Riley. This is a beautiful and heartfelt program of music for late-night contemplation on a romantic midsummer evening. And I will have to say this, the whole album is just gorgeously composed, uh, well-produced, beautifully uh, recorded, and the packaging is wonderful, too, with its art and its imagery. Um, yeah, and this lanthorn uh, inside the notes here, it was inspired by uh, a verse from Shakespeare's uh, Midsummer Night's Dream, Act 5, Scene 1, where it says, This lantern doth the horned moon present. Myself, the man, and the moon do seem to be. Yeah. Zorn using the bard as ins musical inspiration is top-notch perfection. After that, we heard something from... The Masada Book 3, The Book of Bariah. And we heard Volume 4 from the 11-volume book. And the title of this album is Chesed, um, which has uh, these Kabbalistic kind of diagrams uh, with each one representing one of the 11 dots in the diagram of the Kabbalah. And we heard a tune called Sahel, uh, once again written by John Zorn. As I said earlier, he wrote three books of radical Jewish culture music. Masada Book 1, Book 2, and Book 3. Um, yeah, and for this entire album, he entrusted yet again the guitar duo of Julian Lodge and Guy and Riley. And it has this 
even though you know it, it's got these beautiful Sephardi scales kind of going on, it's got this very cool kind of almost um, reggae-ish kind of vibe to it. And it sounds totally different than the the tune from the Midsummer Moons album. So that's a testament to not only the musical diversity of Lodge and Riley, but also to the compositional imagination of John Zorn. I mean, the guy just never ceases to amaze me. Um, yeah. And then to further that point, the last song that we heard in that set was a tune simply called Bagatelle Number no. 3. And it's part of John Zorn's ongoing um, projects and, and box sets featuring different people playing uh, various numbers of their choosing, uh, of or his choosing, you know, of all of his bagatelles that he wrote. I think he wrote over like 300 bagatelles. Uh, which focused on atonality, you know, atonal music, and how how melodic or how crazy could you be using atonal configurations? You know? So, needless to say, uh, Volume Ten of John Zorn's Bagatelles is yet again our duo for this set. Julian Lodge and Gian Riley, we heard them playing Bagatelle number three, which kind of has this film noir dissonance to it going on, but yet is highly melodic, even though it's atonal. Uh, and that is further proof in yet a different direction uh, for their musicality and John Zorn's musical, you know, imagination, as I said before. So, yeah, just stupefies me I mean the different directions that this guy can go and 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 that he finds musicians who are so good they can truly just go in a myriad of different directions so it's wonderful you know and hopefully you're enjoying it too um, but there's always room for improvement right you know <laughs> even though as beautiful as these three tunes are Somebody like Zorn, you know, he doesn't believe in resting on his laurels. So you'll understand what I mean after this next set. Don't go anywhere. You're listening to John Zorn, Six Stream Sorcerer, here on the Dr. Jazz Podcast. <laughs>
gorgeous music in that set. Mm, mm, mm. Okay, so there's an interesting connecting thread for all three of the tunes that we heard in that particular set. And, um, well, there's a couple of threads, actually. So, um, first thing is the musicians. So it is a guitar trio. And I kind of alluded to this on the last uh, um, spot break. It's three guitars, guitar trio. And it's Julian Lodge and Gian Riley, who we heard from the last set. Um, but they were in a duo format the last set. In this set, all three tunes um, featured the addition of Bill Frizzell to Julian Lodge and Gian Riley. So, but that's not the only connecting thread to this gorgeous music that we just heard. Um, there is also the element of the subject matter. And the subject matter is three Christian mystics. So let's delve into that a little bit. So the very first tune that we heard was, and that set was Poor Claire's, or it could be Clares. Not exactly sure how to pronounce it. Uh, but it comes from the album Nova Cantici per Francesco di Assisi. <laughs> I didn't mean to sound like <laughs> Father Guido Sarducci. Uh, for those of you who are, you know, SNL experts from yesteryear, but it's a really no problem. But um, I say that with um, as, as much of an Italian accent, not to be joking, but the whole album is dedicated to St. Francis of Assisi. So, um, and it's really kind of cool. So the based on the intro or the info from the OBI, it says, composed for a museum residency at The Frick in New York City, Nove Cantici is a beautiful suite of music inspired by the life and thought of the beloved spiritual figure, St. Fran Francis of Assisi. A fitting follow-up to the beautiful and moody acoustic guitar CD, Midsummer Moons, which is the one that we heard earlier dedicated to Shakespeare's um, lines about you know, the moon. Um, from 2017, here, the astounding guitar duo of Julian Lodge and Gian Riley is expanded to a trio with the addition of legendary guitarist Bill Frizzell. Ten lovely spiritual compositions for meditation and contemplation performed by three of the most renowned guitarists in the world. An essential release that will appeal to perhaps the widest audience Zorn has ever had. And that's that's so true. And you open up the CD and there's all these little lines um, with the heading title called Wisdom of St. Francis. And some of these are so good. Um, all of all the darkness in the world cannot extinguish the light of a single candle which is so true. Uh, what we are looking for is what is looking. You have no enemy except yourselves. 
Preach always. If necessary, use words. And I think that one really hits home for musicians. <laughs> there is no use in walking anywhere to preach if your walking isn't your preaching. And for it is in giving that we receive. I mean, all these great, great little sayings. He who works with his hands is a laborer. He who works with his hands and his head is a craftsman. He who works with his hands and his head and his heart is an artist. So true. So great. And, um, yeah, it's just beautiful music. And I keep coming back to this CD out of all the ones that I listen to because it's just so beautiful. It really is. And the, like I said, the track that we heard is Poor Claire's or Poor Claress, you know. And then continuing on with this three-album kind of, you know, theme um, by Zorn, not me, you know, um, is an album. Well, the, the second tune that we heard um, is a song called Per Amica Silentia Lune. So, uh, and that comes from the album Virtue, featuring those same three masterful guitarists of Bill Frizzell, Julian Lodge, and Gian Riley. And this album was inspired by the anchoress Julian of Norwich, a 14th century abbess and one of the founders of Christian mysticism. This album, Virtue, is marked by stunning, seductive lyricism. Softly mystic music that is perfect for meditative late-night listening on a cold, rainy night, alone or with a loved one. And it's the follow-up to the Nove Cantici per Francesco di Assisi. Um, yeah, so Zorn kind of said, okay, we are going to expand you know, this kind of idea in into a sonic aural triptych. So part one is the um, Nove Cantici. Part two is the album Virtue. And yeah, and even on the disc it says, Sin is behovely, but all shall be well, and all shall be well, and all manner of things shall be well. Julian of Norwich. Or Julianne of Norwich. So, yeah. Um, just in, <laughs> incredible music. That one had kind of like this, and I know I'm not, I'm not trying to downplay it, you know, but it did have kind of this like James Bondish thing, but in a very beautiful way. It wasn't like a, a spy thriller way sort of thing, you know. Just, oh, yeah. And then part three and the final part is uh, a tune that we heard called El Camino. And it comes from the album Teresa de Avila. And, of course, that features, again, the guitar trio of Bill Frizzell, Julian Lodge, and Guillen Riley, all composed by John Zorn. And this is what it says about this particular album. Preceded by Nove Cantici, 
per Francesco di Assisi and the album Virtue for Julianne of Norwich. Teresa de Avila is the third and final CD in Zorn's trilogy inspired by towering figures of Christian mysticism. Written for the all-star acoustic guitar trio of Frizzell, Lodge, and Riley, whose performances are steeped in a feeling of love and mutual respect, the music is both beautifully simple and strangely complex, drawing equally on classical modernism, bluegrass, jazz, Jewish, and Renaissance music. This is one of the most personal and varied books of music Zorn has yet written, a lovely tribute to the enduring legacy of one of the world's most beloved spiritual figures. Yeah, so this is the trilogy of music for Christian mystics, is what he's calling this. So, yeah, and it perfectly fits into our theme here for this episode of the podcast, which is six-string sorcerer John Zorn um, writing all sorts of music for the guitar. And while these are more recent, I mean, um, Teresa de Avila is from 2021. So that's not too far ago. That's just two years ago. And we're barely into 2023. Um, But the thing that should be noted is, is that as you can hear all the way back, from this podcast, he started writing some of these guitar things from 1978 for Eugene Chadbourne. So, yeah, I mean, throughout the years, the guitar has been a very important and integral part to some of Zorn's music. And we're not only hearing it from some of his more um, atonal ideas, such as the Bagatelles and the Book of Heads, but from all three We've, had, we've heard examples from all three of his Masada books, Masada Book 1 with Tim Sparks, uh, Masada Book 2 with Pat Metheny, and Masada Book 3 with the guitar duo of Julian Lodge and Gian Riley. But we've also heard some of the music uh, associated with you know, his you know, fascination with Christian mysticism. So that's kind of cool that it's all over the place. And the main thing is that the music is just, it's intriguing. It kind of draws you in, and that's what's really cool. So uh, we have one more set of music for you. Um, some of it's kind of similar. Some of it's kind of different, so you'll have to stay tuned. But I do want to make sure that I get this info out there. Please make sure that you share the Dr. Jazz podcast with anybody you think might dig this kind of music. Wherever you find your podcast, whether that's Apple Podcasts, SoundCloud, Stitcher, TuneIn, Amazon Podcasts, we are there. And we're also there for Galaxy users and, and things like that as well. It doesn't have to be just iPhone users, etc., or iTunes users, we're, wherever you find your podcast. So uh, don't forget that you can also find all the information out about these tunes, the artists, and the album artwork in the order in which they're played here on the podcast for every episode of the podcast. All you have to do is go to our website, Dr. Jazz Podcast, D-R-J-A-Z Podcast, dot wordpress.com. And there you can find out all the information 
per each episode in the order in which it's played. That way, you know exactly what to order or go look for in your local record store if you have one. And if you don't, that's cool too. And with Zorn's music, I do want to add this addendum. If you find that there there's not a lot of great selection of Zorn's music at your local record store, and even if you're one of those avid Amazon users, you'll find that a lot of stuff is delayed or out of stock. So the best and most reliable way that you can find John Zorn selections is through the Downtown Music Gallery right in New York, New York City. So that website is downtownmusicgallery.com, and you can search, you can add your list, and it's a little bit old school, but trust me, it's reliable, it's safe, and those guys are truly trying to keep this whole spirit of the downtown music scene in New York City alive, and they're doing a fantastic job, and they could certainly use some help. So if you love some of this music, don't be afraid to go to downtownmusicgallery.com. And if you need to, if you don't feel comfortable doing you know, orders online, you can always call them. They will answer the phone, guaranteed. And they're pretty nice folks, too. So, you know, show Bruce some love over there at the, at the DMG, Downtown Music Gallery. All right. So also, if you go to our website, you can hit contact and you feel free to write us an email. We always love to hear emails from our listeners and, and uh, get those messages. Plus, we will write you back, guaranteed. And if you've got a little extra time, go, please go to the Apple Podcasts if you, if you subscribe through there. Feel free to write us a positive review. We're so close to that perfect 5.0, and we'd love to, to reach it with your help. So, all right. Remember, we're not making a dime off this. You know, we actually have to pay to upload this stuff. So it's truly a labor of love and just spreading great, positive music um, out there for the masses. Okay? We've got one more set. Don't go anywhere. You are listening to John Zorn, six-string sorcerer on the Dr. Jazz Podcast.
靠着一扇大窗户，躺着一位垂危中的电影明星。他把床上自己的身体扭曲成一种看起来非常难受的形状。他的手臂被弯曲到像折断了一样。他的眼神。已是完全的暗淡了。她是一名青春不在的美人，却好像摆出属于普通年轻女郎的姿态。他刻意的把五官最姣好的部分呈现在窗前。通常光线透进来的地方，但是窗外稀里哗啦的下着大雨，屋里看护的人进进出出，蝴蝶临死前最后的挣扎之声，他们没有听见。他们也没有注意到，有只蝴蝶正在挣脱出来，藏到树叶底下，躲过雨水，将它淹摄影棚里的灯光明暗不均地分布着，场子中央照得很亮。除了有些古董家具、大型起重机、高调的灯光和摄影机外，显得空空荡荡的。场子周围黑暗的区域中，人来人往，预备着下一个镜头的拍摄。远远的角落里，曙光一丝丝的透进来，直到事事齐备之际，大明星才被从化妆间中请出来。他的男主角和其他工作人员一起在阴影中等候着。他一进走进灯光最亮处，在一张沙发上横躺下来，伸展着他的躯体。谁也不瞧一眼，因为人人都在看着他。门外朝阳照射之下，一只蝴蝶正盘旋飞舞着。厂里灯光效果不够理想，有些灯的位置需要调整，这样将一组灯光和另一组灯光的强度中和。柔和的光形成一片如山谷的区域，让女主角拖着疲惫的步子缓缓地走进来。这时，蝴蝶直冲着操纵起重机人的眼睛飞去，起重机翻倒了，压在女主角的身上，只压碎了她的一只脚。
了自视引起了女主角他们那伙人的注意他们像见了新生的婴儿似的发出怜爱的欢喜更追随着蝴蝶到了另一个房间蝴蝶飞到男主角发亮的背上停了下来他的身体正在年轻的女演员身上起伏
副导演迅速的半弯下身，稍停，慢慢的弯身，直到他的脸几乎碰到了棉花为止。所有的临时演员们一块儿模仿着他。女演员在另外一位副导演的搀扶下，小心翼翼的登上了。金字塔顶，有人换掉了幻灯片，这回金黄橙红的夕阳光照住了金字塔，并且染红了棉花田。女主角的手臂。在引导他的另一只手臂下颤抖着，但是他继续的往前走。塔下的临时演员们开始练习唱歌，他们学着副导演一样的呻吟着、低唱着、大声的倒抽一口气，然后当他们的脸贴近棉花时。发出尖锐的呼号至少一天一次的下在这些叶子上。这是一群很安逸的叶子，过惯了奢侈，并且对他们的生活引以为骄傲。这儿的叶子足足上几百万片，热带原始森林里其他的分子都效法这些叶子，大群的聚集起来。蚂蚁成群结队，各种昆虫也是集体行动。雨自然下得很大，在这所有的庸俗与无度之间，风雀们却显得与众不同。他们迅速灵敏的动作，正配合着他们耀眼的光彩。风雀聚集在一块时，它们发出一种悦耳的声音，柔软却又尖锐。风雀对蝴蝶有一种特别的魔力，蝴蝶是靠着风力展翅飞翔的，同时也比较明显的表现出它们的娇弱和牵制。人人皆能欣赏蝴蝶的美艳，可是似乎只有蝴蝶才能体会风雀的美。这
些蝴蝶一直未能接近风雀，但是有一天，风雀们没当心，说是时那时快，一群蝴蝶已经包围住一群风雀了。蝴蝶们兴奋极了，终于发现了风雀的秘密。这下，他们被完全撕成了碎片，天空中飞舞着灿烂透明的色彩，蝴蝶的碎片像血。一滴一滴的落在了树叶上
他们已经把内景场改装成一个妓院了。搭起了墙，挂上了灯，床先是铺得好好的，然后又刻意弄乱了，像有人刚在上头睡过似的。女演员们为了这一幕戏，被装扮得很过瘾。他们开着玩笑说，被人花钱请来表演慵慵懒懒，跟千娇百媚。他们甚至帮着装扮自己，在腿上涂着胎记，刻着图案，等着待会儿被人透着丝袜。他们有的还在别人看不见的部位涂抹着。然了，女演员们各具片场一角，等着被告诉下一个镜头该往哪儿站。一名副导演让其中一位女演员望着窗外闪烁的霓虹灯。同时，叫另一位站着，对着一盏黄色的吊灯张着嘴发呆。他指点另一名女子俯下身子，把手肘平放在桌面上，背横着摄影机。最后，他只是另一名女子坐在床上。发乱的床单中间，面对着摄影机，展开他的双腿，靠近他大腿的深处，刺着一只蝴蝶。Thank、you
All right. So we started off that set with, yet again, the great guitar trio of Bill Frizzell, Julian Lodge, and Ian Riley from their album Parable, from the John Zorn album Parables. We heard the song Caravanery, and um, this whole album, Parables, is the newest CD of John Zorn compositions inspired by the ancient tradition of storytelling as a spiritual lesson. Drawing upon Sufic, Hebrew, and secular traditions, Parables is a unique collection of compositional miniatures blending folk, classical, jazz, bluegrass, world music, and more. Yeah, just very cool, very reminiscent of the Masada song book. Yeah. And then, um, after that, we heard a track yet again by the same fantastic trio of guitarists. Talking about Bill Frizzell, yet again, Julian Lodge, and Guillen Riley. But in the middle of that, we heard a tune, the Zahir. And this is from the album Garden of Forking Paths. And this is the fifth CD of new music written by Zorn for this all-star guitar trio, drawing inspiration from the enigmatic short stories of the Argentine philosopher and writer Jorge Luis Borges. And like a collection of short stories in this album, each composition, like the Zahir, is a miniature world in itself and touches on the philosophy and mysticism, on philosophy and mysticism as well as music. So, those are the first two tunes that we heard, and then we ended the set with Hugh Daie. Daie. Hugh Daie. From 1986, from the album new traditions in East Asian bar bands by John Zorn. And the premise of this album is that you have a narrator. One is speaking in Vietnamese uh, for one track. Another track is speaking in Mandarin Chinese. And another track, the third and last track is uh, uh, well, a third track is being spoken in Korean. And they're all backed by a uh, a duo, well, Hugh Daie, Daie is um, a text written by the great Ardo Lindsay, and um, it's being narrated by Zhang Jingling. But the two guitars behind, all the way back from, to 1986, the two guitars are none other than Fred Frith and Bill Frizzell. So what's really interesting about this duo is that this is 1986 and Zorn has the idea of putting together Fred Frith and Bill Frizzell. Well, and about two or three years later, they'll both be in a band with him, a hardcore band called Naked City. So there you go. I did want to make sure that... um, one of the issues and in, in kind of overarching themes in all of Zorn's music, not just guitar music, is vorticism. 
And rather than hear me explain it, let me give you John Zorn to explain it. I like to create something that has a lot of interpretations. Like a vort- vorticism is something I was always interested in, which is one of Pound's things, the other part of the 20th century. It was like um, an artwork is like a prism. And the light goes through the prism and then breaks up into a hundred different directions. And those are all the very meanings and interpretations of a single work. So I try to think in terms of that, creating something that has uh, the potential of being looked at in many, many ways to get thinking patterns to happen on many levels. Thank you so, 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 so much um, for listening to this episode of the Dr. Jazz Podcast, uh, spotlighting John Zorn, six-string sorcerer, with a whole lot of varied music. Um, We promised you hair-raising music and beautiful music, and hopefully you feel that we have delivered on both of those accounts. So, uh, remember to check out the website, drjazzpodcast.wordpress.com. Write us if you'd like. Put a great review if you'd like on Apple Podcasts. We'd appreciate it. Um, Email us if you'd like, and we will respond back. Remember to share it with anybody you think might be interested. And uh, support local if you can. Don't forget, downtownmusicgallery.com for all your John Zorn needs. Yeah, thanks so much for listening and letting us be a part of your day. We really do appreciate it. So, uh, in the famous words of Duke Ellington, you are very kind, very gracious, very beautiful, and we do love you madly. Till next time, ashes to ashes, dust to dust. Y'all be good now, because in jazz, we trust. <laughs>